Let us pray. <clears throat> Once again, Father, we come before You and thank You for Your Word. Help us as we study it. May it be food for our souls. We recognize that there are some things that are more palatable to our spiritual senses than others. But this that we're studying is important too or you would not have told us. And yet, in the midst of trials and afflictions, and even as we read this morning, that the spirit of Antichrist, the Antichristian system, and the Antichrist himself would wear out the saints until the Lord returns. We ask that His coming be soon, and yet we pray to be delivered from evil. For Thine is the kingdom power and the glory both now and forever. Amen. Coming back to this 18th verse, 18th and 19th verse of 1 John, we want to look at the fact of the of a falling away. Want to look at some passages in the Old Testament and some in the New because the idea of Antichrist and the things against the cause of God and truth is not anything new. We'll begin in Deuteronomy Chapter 13. Deuteronomy chapter 13. This is where our Lord taught about a false prophet. But in order to, for time's sake, we will not read all of that. I basically want verse 13, but I'm going to read verse 12. If thou shalt hear any in one of thy cities which the Lord thy God hath given thee to dwell there, saying, Certain men, the children of Belial, are gone out from among you and have withdrawn the inhabitants of their city, saying, 
Let us go and serve other gods which ye have not known. Then shalt thou inquire and make search and ask diligently, and behold, if it be truth, and the thing certain that such abomination is wrought among you, and then it goes on and on and on. But what I wanted to, in that is in verse 13, how that it talks about certain men that go out and serve other gods. In other words, Israel uh, were for, was forewarned of men of Belial, which would be people of Antichrist, in, in effect, how that they would go out from among even the children of Israel. In other words, the idea of professing Christians or professing believers walking away from the truth of the Scriptures is nothing new. Nothing new. We see it there in Deuteronomy. In 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 12, Verse 6 and 7. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, How do you advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. But we know that he didn't do that. He took counsel of the young men, and therefore it forced Jeroboam uh, and those that followed him to leave, to leave the true worship of God. Jer- Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17. There's always been opposition. And people leaving. Jeremiah 17. Verse 13. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed. And they that depart from thee shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Behold, they say unto me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it, uh, let it come now. 
I think I may have written down the wrong thing, but you can even see there where there were some departing from Jeremiah. Ezekiel 13. pages sticking together. Ezekiel 13, verse 1, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy, and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts, Hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. And then Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah 3 and 4. Her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. And so, from all through the Old Testament, there were people that uh, were constantly teaching contrary to the truth of the Scriptures and causing people to go astray. Now let's look at some in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 7. And there may be quite a few other passages that come to your mind that maybe even better, better verses. Matthew 7 and 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, verse 24. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. In other words, people preaching a false gospel in this way is contrary is the spirit of Antichrist. Acts chapter twenty and verse thirty. Notice what Paul says of the elders at Ephesus. Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. 
1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 19 For there must also be heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest. And then we read Second Thessalonians chapter 2 this morning, verses 10 and 14. Let, well, I stopped at verse 10. Let's go to Second Thessalonians 2. Read the rest some more there. Picking up in verse 10. Well, let's read verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God from the beginning hath chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto He called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then lastly... Second uh, Peter chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 But there were false prophets also among the people even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of so when John talks about uh, these people uh, the spirit of Antichrist coming and we're in the time of Antichrist as we said this morning really the spirit of Antichrist and those going out and opposing the truth and the gospel and everything, you could actually take it all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And even before that, when Satan fell, when Satan fell, very likely, the Bible doesn't tell us when that took place, talks about it in Isaiah 14 where he tried to ascend up to the sides of the north and be like the Most High. Lucifer did. But you would think that most likely it took place prior to the Garden of Eden because the devil was more subtle or the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field that tempted Eve. He didn't say that he became a, uh, a tempter at that time, indicated the, uh, that he already was. But we could speculate from now till the Lord returns and st still not know uh, when that happened. Listen to Pink. I have a quote, lengthy quote here from him, but I thought it was good. A tender conscience 
is slow and cautious in receiving the truth. And for that reason, holds tenaciously to the same when assured it has it. A tender conscience examines carefully and weighs prayerfully whatever is presented to the mind. Not so a conscience which is seared by the world and put to sleep with such there is no waiting on God for light, but an independent mind that leans that leans unto its own understanding and consequent running after novelties and an espousing error. We have to be careful that we're not just looking for something new like the Athenians were. And, you know, one of the immediate signs of false doctrine is if somebody comes up with a new idea that has not been spoken of for 2,000 years since the Lord returned back, you can rest assured that most likely is something that's spun out of that person's own head. While it may not be as clearly a denial of Christ, this is something we said this morning, when one leaves the assembly of the saints and joins himself to another group for personal gain, he dangerously falls into this class. In other words, someone may leave here and, and go somewhere else just because of it being more comfortable or more enjoyable. Not because there's anything wrong doctrinally, not because there was anything wrong with what's being taught, but some kind of personal gain. Family, friends, people of your own age, some type of gain in a job situation or things of that nature. They dangerously fall into this class if not careful. And so we say we've seen people leave here professing to believe the same gospel but join themselves to other assemblies that either do not believe as we do or do not practice as we do. Such desire to maintain a so-called fellowship with some or all of the members, but not be joined to our gospel, that they might fall into they may fall into this category. In other words,
this these verses take in far more than what may be seen on the surface. I would even go so far as to say if church discipline is not practiced as it ought, a congregation may be falling into the spirit that it is against Christ. I know of a situation where one of the members is living in uh, fornication has been for months, maybe years, still on the church road, still taking communion. That puts that congregation in a dangerous light with the Lord. They are against Christ. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Well, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to, you know. What about the Lord? What about hurting His feelings? So this spirit of Antichrist is more than just what may appear to be on the surface. But notice the contrast in verse 20. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. In other words, the plain, clear implication here is God's children, while they may be tempted with this, They do not give themselves over to it. They're different. And we might say, well, we think, and we have to say we think, we believe, that we've been faithful here to the truth of the gospel. And if we have, and if we have done it with the right spirit and the right attitude, it's only because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's not because that we're anything special. We can't, we can't put our fingers under our lapel and say, well, we've got the truth. I believe we have the truth. But it's only by God's grace that He has blessed us to maintain this truth. The Christian is so guided and guarded by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that he will not deny the truth of the God, the truth of Christ or deny Christ and the truth of the gospel. Now he might be led astray a little bit but he will not deny Christ and the truth of the gospel. A Christian will not. 
How can we be so certain? Well, first of all, John 14. John chapter 14. Before I read that, look in John 10. I'll start in verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, that is to the shepherd, the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. That tells me right there, if nothing else, that the sheep of Christ follow Him, the shepherd. They will not follow another. They know His voice. They know His voice. You've heard me give this illustration before, and I'll give it again. <clears throat> I grew up on a farm and we had milk cows. One of my job was to get the cows from the pasture and to bring them into the pen for them to come on into the barn to be milked. I would go and call those cows They'd hear me calling, and they'd start coming when I was a distance away from them. One of our neighbors was in the hospital. He too had some dairy cows and other men in the community took turns took turn milking the neighbor's cows. Then one I don't remember whether it was morning or the evening. I don't think I did both morning and evening, but we took turns and uh, one of the times came my turn. 
Yes, I was just a boy, but I knew how to milk the cows, and I knew what all to do and everything, because I had milked our own cows many a time and used the same milkers and, and the whole system. But his cows didn't know me. It was a chore getting them into the pen. They didn't know the voice of the herdsman. When I got them in the pen and getting them into the stall to be milked, they still didn't know me. They were very nervous. Some even did some kicking. Some were so nervous they went to the bathroom extra amount of times. The nervousness, the, 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 the cows were nervous around me because they didn't know, if you will, the shepherd. Jesus said that His sheep know the shepherd and they will not follow the voice of a stranger. Dropping down to verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Not only does the shepherd know the sheep, the sheep know the shepherd. As John said in his epistle, we have an unction from the Holy Spirit because of being regenerated. John 14. Verse 16, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. But ye seeth Him, because it seeth Him not, that is, the world doesn't see Him, neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him, for He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. God's children that are born of the Spirit of God, they know the shepherd. Dropping down to verse 26 in John 14. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John 16, verses 13 through 15. Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. But whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he will take of mine and show it unto you. 
putting that together with what we read in John, First John two twenty. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. You know, you know. Why? Because you're taught of the Father, as John 6 says. Let me read that. I didn't have that written down. Look back in John chapter 6. John 6, 45. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. They've learned of the Father. God teaches His children by the Holy Spirit. There is a knowledge that comes with regeneration that the world does not know anything about. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter two. Starting verse six. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, that is mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Our leaders, whether it's president, senate, Congress, governors, World Council, I mean, uh, United Nation, all these people, the princes of this world, they don't know what you know. You know why? Because God hasn't revealed it to them. Pick up at verse 8 again. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I'm going to make a diversion here uh, just a second. Uh, this past week I looked at uh, uh, well, I can't even... Uh, the, the World Economic Forum, I believe what it's called. I watched some of their uh, panel discussions. Did only two or three out of the 12 or 15 that were made available. But I thought of this. They didn't even know what they were talking about. 
making plans, talking about what the world needs to do in order to bring in a more perfect world. They had no concept of the truth of the Scriptures. Anyway, whatever it was, it was the the form that was got had went on in Duval. Yeah, you can find out what these movers and shakers are trying to do if you want to, but all you have to do is listen to one or two and you got a uh, you got a review of the whole thing. But the problem is they don't know Christ. And they're trying to build a world system on their ideas and philosophies that have no foundation. I also thought about the passage in the Scriptures. If the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? The princess of this world does not know And you don't need to expect them to know. Verse 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we, notice this, now we, the children of God, have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. When you talk to somebody and they don't know what you're talking about, nine times out of a hundred, nine times out of ten, I mean, it's simply because they don't even know what you're talking about. They can't. They don't understand. It's like trying to Explain algebra to a child in the first grade. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual, or we could say he that uh, has an unction from the Holy One, he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. There's a knowledge that comes with regeneration. 
that the world doesn't know anything about. Also, Matthew 11 speaks to this same thing. Matthew chapter 11. Picking up in verse 25. At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Notice Jesus didn't say, Oh, I wish everybody knew this. He thanked His heavenly Father that God hid it from some. as well as revealing it to some. Verse 26, Even so, Father, for it seemed good in Thy sight. All things are delivered unto Me of My Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father but the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal Him. That's that unction from the Holy One. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Now in John... 1 John 2.20 again. Ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. You remember when we began 1 John, we talked about that 1 John, the theme is no, 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 no. And we pointed out there's two words for no, two Greek words for no. One is gnosko. The other one is uh, uh, ido. Alright, in verse 20, the word is not gnosko, it is Ido. And in verse 21, I have not written unto you because you know the truth, but because you know it. The first word is Ido. The second is Gnosko. And you see that in verse 29. This Ido is a perfect, more perfect knowledge. Gnosko is like well, let me put it this way. I can learn that if I plug in to a socket 
and there's some wires that are open, and I, I know that I can be shocked if I touch those wires. I know that. That's Gnosko. But if I touch those wires and feel that shock, that's Ido. I really know it then. I have a more perfect understanding of it. And in verse 20, you have an unction from the Holy One and ye know that as you have that more perfect knowledge because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now he takes up Some other things here. I'm going to uh, stop here because I believe if I take this next set, verses 21 through 23, I may go longer than we need. But thanks be unto God that He has given us of His Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into the things of God and to keep us from following after the spirit of Antichrist. Let's pray. Thank You, our God, for Your great power, Your great love toward us, Ask that you watch over us, shelter and keep us, and bless us not to be drawn aside by the wiles of the devil and the, philo the philosophies of this world. In Jesus' name. Amen.